On today's show, we have quite a bit to talk about. To start out, we'll talk about the newest updated NHL power rankings here at the Locked On Podcast Network, talk about some John Klingberg rumors, and then close out the show with some fun NHL All-Star Skills Competition predictions. All of this coming up on a Friday edition of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars. And it is Friday. February 4th. And folks, if my math serves me correct, which I think it is, this is officially my personal 100th episode with Locked On Stars. The show is quickly approaching 400 total episodes. Uh, So just a a thank you to those of you that have been along with me on this journey to 100 episodes so far. I can't wait to uh, be looking back and celebrating 200, 300, and even beyond. Personally, for myself, this has been a very, very fun job so far getting to cover the Dallas Stars in this capacity. And I can't thank you guys enough for the support. But we're 100 episodes in, uh, and we are knocking on the door. I guess we're here by now. All-Star Weekend, NHL All-Star Weekend is here in Las Vegas. The skills competition going down tonight. And then, of course, tomorrow on Saturday, we will see the actual NHL All-Star game go down. And we'll be talking about that as well as power rankings and all things John Klingberg on today's show. But before we get into all that, do want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast app, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. You can also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and the show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. So be sure to give us a follow on there as well. But without any further hesitation, let's get right down to business on today's show. Starting off with the newest updated NHL power rankings, according to the host here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, showing them on the screen right now. If you're watching on YouTube, if you are listening audio only and you want to take a look at these power rankings for yourself, you can go to Twitter to the Locked On Podcast Network's Twitter account and find the upload there with the image. But I think yeah, this is a pretty interesting power rankings. I think things make sense for the most part. Not a whole lot of movement over the past week, at least as far as our power rankings go. And I'm sure that's the case for several other companies and brands, organizations, power rankings. But the Dallas Stars right now have moved up one spot from last week from 18th to 17th. Uh, the top team on the right side of the screen, as you'll see which uh, there's certainly worse places the Stars could be, and maybe they'll be moving down a little bit after their recent loss to Calgary. But the West wildcard actually now looks a little bit different after Wednesday's games, uh, recording this now on Thursday evening. But St. Louis sits with the first wildcard spot with 57 points. The Calgary Flames sit in that second wildcard spot with 52 after they defeated the Arizona Coyotes on Wednesday. And now the Edmonton Oilers are actually the first team out with 49 points above Dallas, who has... 48. So a little bit extra work for the Stars to do once they get out of this all-star break in terms of climbing up above some teams, especially out of the specific division, which is getting more and more competitive each day with teams like San Jose, Anaheim, LA, Vegas, you name it. A lot of competitive teams, even Vancouver coming out of the Pacific division 
making a run for some of those wild card spots. Things are going to get very interesting in the back half of the season. But as far as the rest of the power rankings go, uh, you look at the top, it makes a whole lot of sense there with the top two Panthers at the top with 69 points and the Avalanche right behind them with 68. We were saying the other day on the show that these are the best two teams in the league right now, no doubt about it. And this is very well who we could be seeing in the summer whenever the Stanley Cup finals roll around. Colorado, you know, ended the week on a little bit of a low note, having their 18 game home winning streak snapped by not just having it snapped, but having it broken by the lowly Arizona Coyotes, a divisional opponent in, uh, I believe it was overtime, not a shootout. Maybe it was shootout, but I know there were, you know, extra time was required to complete this game. And, you know, the streak had to end at some point. It's a shame that the Stars couldn't do it whenever they're going to be in Colorado here in about the next week, week and a half. But Arizona got the job done, and now Colorado is still a very, very dangerous team, and they just had to lose at home at some point, and it happened to be against a divisional opponent in the Coyotes. The Panthers also ran into a little bit of a road bump earlier this week, losing to the New York Rangers 5-2 to at Madison Square Garden. But I think that that also doesn't necessarily show how bad Florida is because they're certainly not a bad team. I think if anything, that shows how strong this New York Rangers team is this season. Uh, you know, this game showed off their strengths rather than Florida's weaknesses, even though Florida was held to two goals. Jonathan Huberdeau kept off the score sheet as far as goals. I believe he did record an assist in that game. But overall, really impressive stuff from the New York Rangers, who I think should be in the top five after this week. They are a little low. Uh, where, where they're at this week, I believe they are, yes, at number seven. As of right now, uh, Florida, a very good team that they just beat, holding them to two goals, which is easier said than done. This Florida team is a team that typically averages about four or five goals per game every single night. So holding them to two, even if it was uh, a home ice advantage game for the Rangers, still impressive nonetheless, because even the Stars gave up five goals to this Florida Panthers team whenever they were playing them at the American Airlines Center. And New York has had some pretty good games as of late. Not too long ago, I believe on the 19th of January, they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs by a score of 6-3. to Again, that game was at Madison Square Garden, but still impressive nonetheless, beating another really strong contender-type team out of the Eastern Conference in Toronto. But now the Maple Leafs, you want to talk about strong teams, have not lost since that game. They've gone on an absolute tear. I think their most recent game, a 7-1 to victory over the New Jersey Devils. So Toronto certainly not missing a beat, just losing a competitive game with a New York Rangers team who deserves to move up in the power rankings, if you ask me. Another team that is uh, playing pretty well overall this season, but I think you know might be a little bit low right now, is the Nashville Predators. We highlighted them earlier this week as well. Maybe they are reeling a little bit still from their four-game losing skid that they had late in the month of January, and you know, but they've won four out of their last five recently. I think they'll be on the on you know the incline. They can really only go up from number nine, and I, I certainly think they will. Second in the division is really nothing to scoff at this season, especially considering where many people had them in the preseason, including. Myself, Anaheim, another team that seems to have fallen off a little bit. They've gone six, six, and two since the start of the new year throughout the month of January and leaking into February. They had a four-game losing streak at one point in mid-January. Some of those losses coming to Pittsburgh, Minnesota, and Colorado, but they also beat Tampa Bay and Boston. And so I think with those losses, it might be easy to say, hey, maybe this Anaheim team is good, still developing, but not ready to be a top contender yet because they can't hang with some of the good teams you know, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Colorado. I think they also lost to Chicago in that four-game losing skid. But they also beat a team like Tampa Bay and Boston. And so this team is kind of shaky and inconsistent, but a really, really fun team to watch. And so big things coming from them in the future. 16 just feels a little bit low, but uh, also they are uh, struggling a little bit. And I think it'll be interesting to see 
how they refine their footing as the season continues to go on after this all-star break. The last team I kind of want to highlight on is the Vegas Golden Knights. They've also had a rocky start to 2022 with a 5-4-3 record through the month of January leaking into February. Some of those losses have been really, really close games and against some good teams. They lost to Winnipeg in overtime. They lost to Nashville, Chicago. Which, um, I believe they also lost to Toronto in a shootout uh, extra time there. They lost to Pittsburgh, Carolina, and overtime in Florida. So they've played some really competitive games. This has been a Vegas team that has been through a lot this season in terms of COVID injuries and weird scheduling conflicts, but they still find themselves at the top of their division and still find themselves looking to compete for a Stanley Cup trophy at the end of the season. And so I, I think this team will benefit from all this adversity come playoff time. And I think they're going to be a really, really dangerous team. Uh, and it could be, you know, really interesting to see how that shapes out because if the stars sneak into one of these wild card spots, especially that bottom wild card spot, they could potentially be matching up with the Vegas Golden Knights come playoff time. And that would be a pretty dangerous first round matchup for the stars. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and so many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. You can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day. I want to take a moment and talk about an article that I saw while preparing for this show. I always like to kind of just peruse the internet for Dallas Stars articles that maybe kind of go under the radar or maybe, you know, that I don't see on Twitter or somewhere else. And I think there was a really interesting one that came out on, um, I believe it was NHLRumors.com, the name of the website. An article published by Mark Eason on February 2nd, yes, NHLRumors.com, stated that there is potential trade rumors starting that the Montreal Canadiens could look to move defenseman Jeff Petrie and the Stars could emerge as a team who is interested in him, especially if they move on from John Klingberg, whether that's this you know season before the trade deadline or maybe even in the offseason, depending on when both players are looking to be moved. Uh, we all know that John Klingberg has expressed interest to be traded pretty much as soon as possible. Uh, it seems that he's content to continue playing here in Dallas, but certainly is looking to go elsewhere in order to receive that eight-year contract that he is desperately, desperately seeking. And maybe Montreal would be a team interested in acquiring him uh, this move, and according to this article that Easton wrote, would be easier said than done, uh, just because Montreal also is kind of just wondering where they're going right now as an organization with the new GM hiring pretty recently, and uh, just a team that's kind of in this weird space of, oh, they were competing for a Stanley Cup last year, but now they're literally the worst team in the National Hockey League uh, in terms of points, win percentage, production, you name it. Um, and so it, this is, would be a very, very interesting proposition. I don't know if this is necessarily something that the stars should pursue 
uh, Jeff Petrie did have a great 2021 season with 12 goals, 30 assists, 42 points in total in 55 games placed. Pretty good numbers for a defenseman. He has fallen off tremendously this season, though, with only one goal and five assists, totaling six points through 37 games played. So it's not like he's had a lack of minutes or lack of time on ice. I think he typically plays uh, a role on the second defensive line, if you will, for the Montreal Canadiens. So kind of a second string defenseman, still getting plenty of time on ice, just not producing like he was last season. Who knows if that's the result of him being on a bad team and a bad system. Uh, but clearly, you know, he had something in the tank last season at 34 years old. And Klingberg, as of right now, is a minus 16 player in the plus minus percentage. And right now, Petrie is minus seven. So Petrie a little bit better in that regard. Klingberg has had some nice moments this season, but overall has turned the puck over a lot and really put the Stars in some bad positions in several of their recent games, especially. Uh, and so I guess it'd be a little bit of an upgrade there. Petrie seems to be a little bit smarter with the puck as of right now. But I don't know if you can replace the offensive production that Klingberg has overall. He's still racking up a good amount of assists. Klingberg is definitely lacking in the goal department with only one on the year, but still finding ways to be somewhat effective on offense, especially kind of running point on the power play if it's not Miro Haskinen or Ryan Suter. And, you know, like I said, Petrie's fallen off. And, and so who knows if moving to a new team, a new system, a better system in the Dallas Stars would be beneficial to him. But it's also worth noting that Petrie is 34 years old. Like I said, John Klingberg is 29. So if a trade were to happen between these two teams, I think Montreal would certainly be winning that trade long term just because I don't think that Petrie is going to be a good long term replacement if John Klingberg does eventually leave Dallas. Joe Pavelski seems like a one-time deal where you sign a guy who's in his mid-30s. Pavelski was 35 years old when the Stars got him, and now he's having the best season of his career two years later at age 37. I don't think that would happen with Petrie here and losing a guy like Klingberg, who's just about to turn 30, who still has some pretty good years ahead of him. I don't know if the payoff is going to be quite as good for a guy like Petrie, who might could be an effective player for the rest of the season, but I don't really know how much his production is valuable to this team outside of that. So really short-term replacement Petrie would be for the Stars team and just shaky numbers on the season. I, I think this is an interesting trade proposal because we've seen his potential. We saw the way that Petrie played back last season, obviously being a key reason why the Canadians were in the playoffs and why the Canadians were in the Stanley Cup. But something has happened this season, whether it's injury, playing in a bad system, where he's just fallen off. And I don't know if this is the right move for the Stars to make in order to move themselves ahead in this playoff race and put them ahead of some of these other teams like Calgary, Edmonton, St. Louis, San Jose, Vancouver, you name it. I think the Stars need to continue to seek out offensive forwards. Uh, help there, I think, will certainly go a long way in terms of getting the Stars back on track this season. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs and beyond, right down to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new, amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. And to close out today's episode of Locked on Stars, I want to take a minute and just throw out some predictions that I have for the upcoming NHL skills competition happening 
tonight that you can watch, I believe, on ESPN. Uh, should be broadcast there. Should be really fun to watch. I've never really paid too much attention to these events. Uh, All-Star games in general are just kind of eh to me. Typically, these kind of events are kind of the highlight of the weekend, though, whether it's baseball's home run derby, whether it's the NBA's three-point contest or a slam dunk contest. I think this these events will be a little bit more of the entertaining aspect of the weekend. Still pretty excited to watch it. Two new events are being introduced with Vegas kind of themes. The first of those events being the Fountain Face-Off. This will happen in the fountains in front of the Bellagio in Vegas, an iconic spot in the city of Las Vegas. This basically sounds like an event the way I was able to read about it on ESPN's website and kind of the weird graphic animated drawn pictures that they have of what these events will look like as basically these players will be boated out onto the fountain and they'll be shooting pucks kind of on this weird floating type ice rink, ice rink, if you will, doing major air quotes if you're listening audio only. Um, but basically, these guys will be shooting from floating devices, if you will, in this fountain onto other floating targets. And so I think this will be really, really interesting. I think Jonathan Huberdeau wins this. He is one of the contenders here in this event. And I say that just because I don't really know how this event is going to shape out. This is a very really odd event that really no one has done before. Uh, but it's hard to bet against Jonathan Huberdeau. And so I would not be surprised to see him run away and win this event. The second new event that's being introduced for this weekend with a Vegas team is 21 and 22. This, of course, 21 meaning the famous card poker game, if you will. Not much of a casino man myself, but I do know what 21 is. Obviously very, very popular in the city of Las Vegas. And 22, of course, meaning the 2022 all-star game. Joe Pavelski will actually be participating in this event. Uh, it's a bummer that he's participating in what I think might be the most boring event of the evening. I could be wrong on that. Uh, maybe it'll be the most exciting, but I'm going to go ahead and predict that Joe Pavelski wins this one because this is a stars podcast and I'm not going to pick Nazem Kadri, Austin Matthews, Steven Stamkos, or Brady Kachuk to win, even though they'll probably will have a pretty good shot. And I think these are some of the better shooters in the nhl and i think accuracy is going to play a big factor in this they're basically shooting at some very very big cars on the vegas boulevard uh, and, and trying to reach 21 first or get the highest score without going over and so uh, accuracy will play a big factor all of these guys very very good puck shooters but give me joe pavelski uh, his veteran insight will hopefully help him carry himself to a victory here now, the actual events that have been staples at the All-Star Game for several years or are making a return to the NHL All-Star Game for the first time in a while, starting with Fastest Skater. I think this is a pretty easy one to predict. I think Connor McDavid will be a pretty clear winner here. He has won this event several times. I believe he had a three-peat sequence at one point in his career. One of the best skaters in the National Hockey League. I think there's some guys that will give him a run for his money. New York Rangers' Chris Kreider is a very, very good skater. Dylan Larkin from the Detroit Red Wings. And, of course, Kale McCarr from the Colorado Avalanche. I think those guys are going to be fun to watch. Uh, this is a, a weird event uh, because it's literally just guys skating a lap around the ice rink. But they do it so fast and just do it with such poise. Uh, it somehow it was very, very entertaining to watch. R.I.P. Miro Haskinen a couple years ago falling on his attempt. Uh, we still love you, Miro, and you're probably the best skater on this Dallas Stars team. But also, uh, one day love to see Dennis Gurionov in this event. I know he's not an all-star by scoring standards, but I would put his speed up against just about anyone else in the National Hockey League. Uh, and I, I think it'd be interesting to see where he falls in this field of competitors this season. The next event, the save streak. These are goalies saving shots in consecutive order, trying to achieve the highest streak obviously, because the event is called Safe Streak. In this event, I do like UC Saros from the Nashville Predators. He saved over a 1,000 shots this year, which is a league best. Of course, you're going to have some strong contenders there like Andre Vasilevsky from Tampa Bay, Cam Talbot 
from Minnesota and, of course, Jack Campbell from Toronto. But I think Saros has the advantage because he's faced way more shots. Uh, Nashville sitting pretty good in this season standings and rankings, but he does face a lot of shots, but I think that will be to his benefit. And I don't know which division he'll be matching up against that'll be shooting at him, but it's going to be very, very interesting to watch and see how these guys perform in this setting. The next event will be the hardest shot. Uh, this event, the guys that are participating are trying to send the puck into the net as fast as they possibly can, and it only counts if the shot is on net. I think Timo Meyer from the San Jose Sharks comes away with this one, although Adam Pellick out of New York playing for the Islanders, at least from this ESPN article and some other sources I read, has emerged as a potential favorite to run away with this event. I haven't watched too many Islanders games this season, so I haven't really seen too much from Adam, but I'm sure it'll be interesting to watch. Victor Hedman out of Tampa Bay and Tom Wilson from Washington round out the competition here. Only four competitors. Kind of an interesting event, but uh, I think it just helps put into perspective for the fans how hard this puck is actually coming at these goalies and these other players that put their bodies in the way of it every single night. So it should be an interesting event to watch. A fan favorite that is coming back for the first time in a while, the Breakaway Challenge. I think this one will be an interesting event because Trevor Zegers, who I have winning this event, uh, is not actually an NHL All-Star this year. I know I was talking about this a while back um, on a previous episode, I think previewing that Washington Capitals game with Tyler Cool, host of Locked on Capitals, talking about Zegers getting to participate despite being not named an All-Star. I think that's still a really cool decision because he's been one of the flashiest players in this league so far and has a very, very bright future. I think he wins this event, although I think Kirill Kaprizov from Minnesota and Jack Hughes from New Jersey could give him a run for his money if they've shown some pretty good puck skills and some pretty good skills around the net. Nonetheless, should be very, very fun to watch. In the last event, accuracy shooting, uh, just about like it sounds, having the most accurate shots at an LED screen on the net. I think Leon Dreisaitl comes away with this event. He's one of the most poised players in the National Hockey League, almost always puts the puck where he wants it, racks up a ton of assists every season, but also can put the puck in the back of the net pretty well. I think Clayton Keller from Arizona and Johnny Goudreau are going to be some other guys to be on the lookout for. Uh, Goudreau, obviously the stars know what he can do with the puck. And then Clayton Keller, a promising young player coming out of Arizona, despite the rest of that organization being not very good. But those are my predictions for the NHL skill challenges. I'm excited to watch it, excited to watch the All-Star events because since Tuesday night, it has felt like a long time since I've watched a hockey game. Uh, but I've also been trying to block that loss out of my mind, uh, even though I'm failing quite a bit. And even talking about it right now, I have failed. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. And I'll make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Get all the information that you need in terms of betting. Super Bowl coming up here in just a short week and a half, give or take, or almost a week, a week and a couple days. So be sure to listen to the Locked On Bets podcast wherever you find your podcast at. You can also subscribe to and follow the Locked On Stars podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to also find and follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and the show as well at Locked On Stars. Be sure to tune in back here on Monday as we continue to gear up for the second half of this Dallas Stars season. We'll see you there, Stars fans. I hope you have a great weekend.